Welcome to the Startup Microdose podcast with me, Ed Stevens, and my able co-host, Oliver Jones. This conversation is with Giles Rhys-Jones. Giles is the CMO of What3Words. What3Words is one of the truly visionary companies on the current UK tech scene. They have addressed the world by dividing into 57 trillion 3x3m squares, each with a three-word label. Already used by Mercedes, the United Nations, and the Mongolian Postal Service, to name a few, Giles talks us through the astonishing applications and efficiencies created by a flawless address system. Giles is a master storyteller and thrilled us with tales of the creative ways he is bringing a new address system to the world, including a treasure hunt in collaboration with Tomb Raider. So without further ado, we bring you Giles Rhys-Jones. Hi everyone. Today we're joined by Giles Rhys-Jones from What3Words. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. Do you have um, a smooth baritone to go with that strong Welsh name? <laughs> uh, no, I was uh, I was born and bred in uh, in Greenwich, innit? So, uh, <laughs> so there's no Welsh in you? Uh, there's there, got to uh, be. There is a quarter. Right. There, is a, there is a quarter from the valleys, but um, no, I'm, a, I'm a Londoner. Ah, I was hoping we were going to bond over Oliver Morgan, Powell Jones. <laughs> Just <laughs> booming the Welsh tech scene. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't even do the accent. Yeah, no, me neither. Nor can I sing. Um, so, it's yeah. exceptionally disappointing for everybody. Well, we, well, we bonded already over our inability <laughs> to do anything Welsh. Anyway, we're, we're delighted to have you here. Because um, mm-hmm. not only is What Three Words a company that's uh, truly visionary in, in scope, but also it's one that's quite dear to us because Ed, in 20, back in 2013 and 2014, worked on the, the seed rounds. Mm-hmm. And it was the first project that I ever saw when I started working in this space. So it's, uh, it's cool to have you here. No, thanks very much. I mean, those seed, seed rounds got us going. Mm. So, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and here we are now in quite, quite a different space. Mm. Um, I think the vision you did really well. It was such an exciting vision to get behind. We, we talked about the What Three Words story, um, no end. No end, but actually 2013 was quite a long time ago by technology standards. Uh, and I think what Ollie and I both noticed in that first pitching event that we went to was people were still clawing at the, the apps. They wanted B2C technology, there was Tinder for this, Tinder for that. Um, and I remember uh, we did two, two successful rounds for Chris, but I remember at the pitching event, for some people to get their head around the business, some people just weren't there yet. They didn't see the use cases. They'd... Yeah. Um, uh, I, I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's yet another taxi app. You're like, no. Um, the one of the things we did very early on uh, was define our audience and be really focused about what our audience was, because um, we kind of termed them ambitious innovators, mm-hmm. uh, and those people are people who think in a particular way. They don't care that they might have a strange word in their address, and uh, they actually see it for. Um, they see the technology for what it can do and what it can enable rather than um, comparing it to existing technologies or, or, or trying to find a quick buck. So uh, one of the first things we did was stop talking to people who um, were irrelevant and who wouldn't buy us because that just is a massive energy drain. And we focused on ambitious innovators. Well, there's a question for me actually to lead mm. in to combine your background to what three words is. How mm. did you get pulled into the vision? So your background to start off with was in marketing. Yes. Uh, so I, I am uh, an advertising uh, person, and I spent many years at um, Saatchi and Saatchi, and 
uh, helped set up Agency Republic and then uh, moved around the world, did some work in Hong Kong and spent the last 10 years at um, Ogilvy Mather mm-hmm. working on global piece of the business. Uh, did a lot on, on Unilever and I took a lot of the kind of philosophy of, of Unilever into, uh, into what three words. But I, I met Chris um, and Jack and um, uh, thought they had a fantastic product um, that could really do with some kind of marketing help and um, a, a kind of wrapping up and selling and a kind of go to market play. So I, um, I met them once and I wrote a manifesto. I used to be a, a planner, so I wrote a one page manifesto kind of saying, this is going to change the world. And uh, I sent it to them and Chris sent it back uh, with all the spelling mistakes corrected, um, <laughs> and marked up, classic classic Giles and Chris, and um, uh, and said, "I think you've really, I think you've got us. You you kind of understand what what we can actually do with this with this platform." Um, and 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 I and I joined um, pretty soon after that because Chris's background um, was a strange lead in as well. I remember speaking to him at first, um, and he'd come from the music industry, mm. and I remember thinking that I wasn't sure who I was expecting to start this company. But you kind of imagined it would be spun out of academia or something yeah. very, very um, secretive or dark. Geography. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that in itself was a surprise. And I guess the story was always driven by that amazing vision. Um, so maybe that's a good time for us to sort of get that that one statement about how you explain to people what, what three words is or give or take. Sure. Sure. So um, what three words is a very simple way to talk about a location. Um, we have cut the world up into small squares, um, 57 trillion three meter by three meter squares. And we've given each one of those squares a three word address. So three dictionary words to describe any spot on the planet. Now, the reason that we've done that is because when you think about it, um, uh, addressing is not very good. So street addressing um, where it exists, uh, it can be inaccurate and there can be loads of duplication. I'm um, I uh, get into my car and I say, take me to Church Road. And there's 14 Church Roads in London, so I don't know which one to which one to go to. The car doesn't know which one to go to. Um, or the pin will drop in the middle of the building and I have to walk around mm. you know, for four or five minutes to try and find the entrance. Now, that, for an individual, that is frustrating. Uh, if I'm a delivery person and I'm doing that 100 times a day, that's a lot of cash. Um, and if I'm an emergency responder, the implications can be a lot more serious. So generally, street addressing is not very good. And of course, it doesn't cover everywhere. You go into rural parts of the UK, of Europe, of uh, America, and then and then out into uh, Africa and Asia, and they just don't have street addressing at all. Um, and so that can be a, a, a real challenge. And, and and talking about location is is problematic. So our solution helps all of those sorts of scenarios. And typical navigation in, um, let's say, rural areas in in. You know, continents like Africa, mm. is that based on just a, a community understanding of the local geography? Yeah, very much so. Um, Landmark-based descriptions, uh, or uh, you know, you'll you'll know someone in the um, in the village who knows mostly where where people live. But you see that. I mean, you see that in the in the uh, in the UK, of course, and Wales, uh, <laughs> deepest <laughs> darkest Wales. Um, but um, we just did, just did a project uh, the Isle of Mull in Scotland. Mm. They don't have decent street addresses and uh, the maps are not kept up to date and so you, they just can't find people. So the local doctor there actually started assigning each of his patients three word addresses so if there was an issue he could go and find them. And this, this is, is without your involvement? No, yeah, yeah, without our involvement. Right. Um, so we, I mean, we, we saw him do this and got in touch and said we'd love to help and, and actually Jaguar Land Rover 
um, uh, offered to help as well. So they, they took a, a fleet of vehicles up to, um, to Mull and, and drove around distributing three-word address signs for the entire population. Um, some of them put them on the door, some of them put them next to their telephone, so if they had a problem, they had to phone up an ambulance, and they said, where are you? Rather than, I'm at Farmer's Cottage, which is halfway down the track, and whatever, they could say, actually, I'm at Table Chair Lamp, and, and could get found. And what's the significance of, of three words? Why, why three words as opposed to um, two so, or one? So the um, uh, math, basically. Right. So. Um, uh, three meters by three meters is small enough to be useful uh, and there's 57 trillion three meter squares in the world um, to give each one a unique um, identifier um, uh, of three words requires a word list of 40,000 words so 40,000 times 40,000 times 40,000 is 64 trillion unique combinations mm. so if you go any smaller than three meters um, uh, you need many more words yeah. uh, you need a big word list or, or four or five words um, uh, and you can't do it in two because 40,000 times 40,000 is yeah. uh, a lot less. So, uh, <laughs> if you've done that I'm math, not, I yeah, yeah. I've been very surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the math genius. So the um, the, the math is is beautifully elegant and um, uh, 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 and it works in- incredibly well. The there there are a bunch of things that we can do with words that you can't do with. Um, uh, uh, with numbers and letters and street names and things like that, we've put um, similar sounding words really far apart. So table chair lamp is in America, table chair damp is in Australia. So if you make a slight error, it is incredibly <laughs> obvious that you've made the error. Right. If I make an error with GPS coordinates and I mix up a one and a seven, I go to a, a villa in Rome, I'm just an hour north of Rome instead of an hour south of Rome, because, because it's not obvious that I've made that mistake. You gave an example in Scandinavia where somebody forgot an R, there were two R's. Yes. Yeah, he went to Lagerviger instead of going to Lagerviger. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a lovely time, he was four and a half hours away yeah. from actually the village he, he wanted to go to. Um, but and that's a that's a, a, a key challenge is not only when you're writing it but when you're saying it and um, there's a huge move towards um, voice being a, a kind of key interface between machines and, and people and a current addressing just cannot cope with that at all. Mm. Um, you say, "I take me to you know 15 Church Road." It's like, was that 50 or 15? Right. And a huge amount of duplication, huge amount of ambiguity in um, in street addressing. So, so that's where a solution like us works. Uh, or even if you wanted to meet someone on the beach or in the park or uh, you know the, by the side of a road, you break down on the motorway. Yeah. How do you describe that um, that particular spot? Right. That's not even something we can get our heads around that well in the UK. Um, somewhere like Canada, if you break down by the side of the road four hours away from mm. anywhere in the Northern Territories or something, that's really dangerous. So it, it's quite, sometimes it's quite hard, particularly because we live in the UK where postcoding is reasonably effective in London where it's as effective as it could be. Um, you, you need to sort of stretch the imagination, but then it becomes very easy quite quickly when you start to, to go into the countryside and get lost and have to ask for local directions. Um, what this is one of the yeah I, I agree and I think that um, that's one of the challenges that we face is that um, everybody has a story of being lost or not being able to find something um, it just takes a while to get them to trigger that mm. uh, and so you might be chatting to someone and they're like oh well no of course I, you know, I've got a I live at 
you know, 22 Kenilworth Avenue. My address works fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and then you have a few more conversations. And they go, oh, actually, yes, when I was at Glastonbury, God, I couldn't remember where I put my tent. And yeah, I, you just couldn't. Everybody's got a story in there. So a lot of the stuff we, we do from a marketing perspective is about trying to trigger those mm-hmm. things. So we make a lot of uh, content around you know, people being lost at festivals or uh, that use case in the Isle of yeah. the Doctor and the Doctor yes yeah, so we made a made a, a documented that made a made a film about that with um, with Jaguar Land Rover and kind of circulated that and that is you know in one of the best addressed countries in the world and and yet they the Doctor can't find them and they can't get deliveries what about languages? Because mm. I'm sure it can be it can, it can be translated, can't it? But how yeah. does that work? Um, so every we're in 26 languages currently, um, and every single language is um, a kind of standalone system. So we're we're standing uh, we're sitting at a, a three word address, and it has got 26 different three word addresses. Because of the way that we've distributed the words with that kind of error detection, the other thing we've done is we put um, uh, shorter, more memorable words in places that speak those languages. So um, here we've got lots of short English words. Um, if we're in Russia, where you're less likely to be using them, they'll be long and complex. And in the middle of the ocean, there, discombobulated complex yeah. <laughs> uh, algorithm. Um, so they, so you've got it. Just makes the whole thing much easier. So if you if you translate the words, it doesn't. It kind of breaks that algorithm. So every single um, system is is unique, but um, you don't need to tell the system which one uh, which one. But am I right in thinking that? people can own an address no could you do that in the past uh, yes we investigated um, kind of vanity yes yeah. um, vanity addresses um, one of the one of the challenges with, with a system like that is that you need to be constantly online mm-hmm. for the system to work um, because if I'm going to your um, your three-word address you've changed it I drop out of cell signal it doesn't update it, it becomes really, really um, uh, difficult and complex. And so our we've allocated all 57 trillion in the world. They're fixed. They won't change, which means it works offline. You don't need any data connection for this, uh, for this system to mm. work. Um, and that um, is one of the beauties of the system. You don't need to update. Mm. One of the challenges about um, in-vehicle is you've got to update the street addresses all the time. And in the UK, there are like 60,000 postcode uh, address changes every month that need to get updated into the address file. So you know if you go into a, a new build, you move into a new build, mm. you can't get a credit card, can't get a pizza delivered because you haven't appeared on the address database yet. Yeah. Um, and there's arguments about whose responsibility it is to update that sort of thing. But actually our system is that can work straight out of the box. How does it work going up in flats? Uh, you would use, um, uh, we're not trying to replace street addresses. Sure. If, you've, if you've got an address that works well for you, that's fantastic. If you are in a block, a block of flats, so you, flats, you would use your, your normal address and probably put this as a... Um, an appendix or something. Yeah, to, like as a, a super postcode to say, actually the entrance to mm-hmm. the block of flats is, is here. Um, uh, so we, we we wouldn't replace street addresses. We augment it where yeah. necessary or where they don't exist. We can be that. Well, as you say, if it's helping the um, delivery drivers mm. reduce the amount of wasted time, you gave a UPS statistic in your talk of something like fifty million dollars wasted. Yeah, for one mile wasted a one a mile day. one mile per driver. driver per day. Yeah, fifty million dollars. So if, if I can get a driver five hundred yards closer for you know 100 deliveries a day then you can you can get to that stat pretty quickly so we um you mentioned you mentioned london and and the fact the postcodes are, are pretty good here we did a test with um a couple of delivery drivers couriers mm. cycle couriers and uh we gave one of them 
um, 20 packages with street addresses on, and the uh, the other guy we gave 20 packages with three word addresses on the, the same places. Um, and we wired them up with heart rate monitors and GPS trackers and all that sort of stuff and GoPros. And um, the guy with three word addresses was 30% faster. Really? So that's three and a half hours in a day. And you go, okay, that's a significant um, cost saving, but then it's also reduction in emissions, pollution, uh, time on time on the road, congestion. Um, so there's a huge amount of benefits from um, from just being able to, to know exactly exactly where you're meant to drop things off. So I had a, a thought before we came to the interview that I discussed with Ollie, because a famous example of yours is Mongolia, which mm. am I right in saying they've completely switched, almost completely switched your addressing system? Uh, they, it, it is one of the addressing systems they accept. Right. So they have a street addressing system, but they, uh, um, the postal service will accept a three-word address. So if I dealt with a Mongolian native, mm. and he has it in, um, is it Mong- Mong- Mongolese? Mongol? Mongolian? Mongolian. Mongolian. Yeah. Um, and he gives me his address yep. in in Mongolian three words designation. Yes. If there was a pronunciation error or I can't read it properly, does the app give me the UK derivative? Um, depending on how you set the app up, but you would be able to uh, have a either type it in and it's easier, or you'd uh, you would say it. Um, and then you can swap between languages, and you can choose which languages you want to display, and it would show you. Yes, it would show you the English version. I, I think for a lot of people listening, um, they'll be thinking, "Oh, this is a cool idea," but they mm. they haven't. They probably haven't heard of it in practice. But you you're actually you're a huge company now, and you're all over. The, <laughs> you, you you are you're all over the world. So uh, can you can you sort of give us an idea of, of the scope that you've achieved so far? Sure. So the um, uh, we're 80 people now um, and we've got a number of offices around the world Mongolia you mentioned we have an office there um, they were the first postal service to adopt us um, and uh, uh, so we've been we've been working hard in the market to ensure we see how that kind of ecosystem grows so now in Mongolia you can get Pizza Hut will deliver to a three-word address. The two biggest banks will deliver credit cards to a three-word address. Um, uh, the local taxi company will. So you're, we're building up an ecosystem of three-word addresses being used uh, in Mongolia. Um, uh, to, to answer your question around the kind of scale, we're now being used by eight or nine different postal services, or being accepted by eight or nine different uh, postal services around the world. Um, We've uh, just done a deal with Lonely Planet, so Lonely Planet are starting to list three-word addresses in their guidebooks. Uh, next time you stay at a small luxury um, hotel, uh, if you look in the directory, all of those have got three-word addresses listed next to them. Um, we're being used by Domino's Pizza in St. Martin to deliver pizzas, um, but what we're and being used by the United Nations and the Red Cross for disaster relief and and, and things like that. And then is it the the KSA um, or Kingdom uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia? Arabia. Yes. We're, we're using you for. Uh, so we we they used us for Hajj actually. So the the, the big um, uh, pilgrimage um, uh, where three million people descend for three weeks uh, in and around Mecca. Um, uh, lots of tented cities, and they actually used uh, us as part of their kind of official Hajj app to enable people to uh, yeah, meet each other and because it's know a bit exactly like a festival, <laughs> like a huge it's, festival. It's, it's, it's like a huge festival, but possibly not as much music. No, yeah. <laughs> do you do you, what, I, what I'm music. finding quite encouraging here is the adoption by um, other countries. And they're uh, to a very high level of the integration of the technology, which seems like there there must be a degree of 
them being very forward thinking about how they want to plan the futures of their infrastructure. Well, what, what is the pitch like? Do, yeah. Do they do you find objections or is it wow that's a good idea we need to use this? Uh, well, so I, I mentioned earlier that we go for ambitious innovators and that is kind of individuals and, and companies. We're a B two B play, which mm. is maybe why a lot of people haven't actually heard of us. The only way that we can scale um, uh, is by going B two B. Uh, because to go direct to consumers takes a lot of cash and you've got to spend a lot of money you know, kind of keeping topping up that um, that consumer base. Um, so actually we're a B2B2C play. So um, we're selling into businesses and then we actually work very closely with those businesses to tell their customers about us. So with the postal services, we're helping them produce um, uh, content, advertising, um, educational materials to then to, to give to all of their uh, their people who in turn either use us through our app or, or through the apps we've been we've been integrated into um, so that's the that's the kind of strategy um, uh, we're we we're a business that when you find the right person they go yeah wow this is this is utterly amazing and can change the world and and, and oh my god you could do it for this as well and that and this and oh my yeah oh no that'd be brilliant I can see how and they just go and 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 that's fantastic um, one of the one of the challenges we have as a business is the the gap between wow that's amazing and yes I've integrated it into my massive legacy global mm. company and mm. I'm telling people about it is is quite large so we have to um, we have to work quite hard to kind of handhold people through that process but surely you're very hard to supplant once you're in because if you're affording them efficiency and and transparency over areas that they yeah. simply can't get to then hopefully once you're in a country, I can't see one Mongolia with uh, them. In, 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 in a country or, or a company, yes. They, um, you know, they, they, they immediately realise the benefits. You don't expect to see a, a better addressing system. Yeah, well, they can't, can they? It's, it's impossible to The imagine, mathematics yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Either. Well, they, well, it's interesting because there are, there are a bunch of competitors out there. Um, really? Yeah. And um, but, you, Under the, the, the wording designation no, or just simply no. a... Okay. Um, lots of people have recognised there is a challenging in addressing. Um, and everybody has um, tried to solve it broadly. They do it in exactly the same way. And it's interesting you said earlier that kind of um, you know the the idea came about from a you know, a musician, a quiz master, and a, and a mathematician, rather than from a geographer or a mapping person, because the way that they solved it was utterly unique. Um, lots of people have come up with um, with addressing solutions, and they're all alphanumerics. So uh, what I mean by that is they take GPS coordinates, 18 digits, and they go, how can we reduce this? Because that's what we are. We're, we're just user-friendly GPS coordinates. They say, how can we do a version of GPS coordinates that's, that's um, easy to use? And they all add the alphabet. And so you end up with TNZ42183Y4, which is next to TNZ4218342. Which is, so they come up with a hierarchical system, um, which is incredibly difficult to remember. It's incredibly difficult to communicate really prone to error so there are there are quite a few kind of local variations of this uh, TomTom have a version Google have a version did I not see that you were integrated with TomTom yes so TomTom have had their, their, their system for several years and they've just built us into uh, uh, into their uh, into there so um, I was talking only about kind of countries and, 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 and pizza companies things like that what we're seeing now is um, uh, automotive and mobility partners mm. uh, and, and companies are going actually this solves a really big issue with voice input so um, Mercedes-Benz have just bought 10% of the company um, and they've uh, started to integrate us into their cars so you can now get into an A-class on the road and you say hey Mercedes take me to what three words index home raft and 
it knows exactly where you want to go. That was quite a good moment sitting in the sitting in the car at CES and saying that, and it and it, cool. and it understands You're like okay, that's cool. And and presumably that has uh, that can offer a lot to autonomous vehicles as well. Yeah. When when they eventually got to be the play, right? It's, you, well, if you haven't got a steering wheel or pedals, um, yeah. it becomes incredibly important that you know exactly where you want to where you want to go. And if I get into an autonomous vehicle and I say take me to, um, I don't know the, the Kensington Hotel around the corner. Um, the pin drops in the center of that. It doesn't. It doesn't know where to. Doesn't <laughs> straight, know what to do. Straight into the lobby. It just. It doesn't know what to do. So we. Poor confused we, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't pity the machine. The. Um, so we've been built into um, IBM uh, Watson's Ollie, which is um, an accessible uh, uh, autonomous vehicle. So we've been built into that. So again, you get in, you say the words, and it and it knows where you want to go. Does IBM Watson have an autonomous? Uh, yes, they power um, Ollie, which is a um, uh, which is a, an autonomous vehicle manufacturer out of uh, the U.S., Kentucky, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Watson is um, is the kind of power behind it, and they built they built what three words into that as well. And then we've also been built into uh, drones. So HP have a company, DXC, who have built some drone software. And again, you can say, "Hey, drone, can you fly to Apple Banana Spoon?" and it. And off it goes. They were quite keen on being Alexa enabled. Is that right? Mm. I think they because they were trying to bridge the gap between Alexa being more useful. They that's uh, yeah. So there there is an Alexa skill that will connect up to a drone, which will accept a three word address and 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 send it uh, and send the drone there. So the uh, we're finding it, it basically we're the only addressing system built for voice. Mm. Um, uh, street addressing doesn't work. GPS doesn't work. Alphanumerics don't work. This is this is the the only voice geocoder is the kind of technical term for it, um, uh, and and that's why we're getting so much interest from the the um, automobility sector. From a data point of view, mm. when you go into a country, um, let's say it's China, do you then get visibility over where things are moving, transport, this, that, the other, or is that? No, that's um, uh, that will all be held by our partners. Okay. So if you if you take our uh, our code. If you take our SDK, then right. you know, that that's running on your own servers, and you can associate uh, names, people, places, packages to a three-word address. But that's not something that we would that we would see. Um, yes, if you build in our API, we'll get kind of logs. But again, we won't connect that to any sort of uh, any sort of data. So, in terms of your challenge and growing forward, and you you are growing at the rate of knots, and clearly, if Mercedes are backing you. Um, I guess a lot of the technical development seems to be done, especially if it's compressed to a 10 megabyte file. So is the challenge really just getting it out there? Do you see a way of, of improving upon this current iteration of what three words to make it even more intuitive somehow? Can you, let's say if drones can scan um, vertical ascents, can you can you start to look at um, like a 3D modeling of, of vertical yeah. addressing? Yeah, um, so the... the um Code can always be written better and tighter, and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And we're we're, we're ensuring that um, uh, kind of as we add languages, it's it's as um, uh, it's as small and manageable as, as possible. So one of the things that we are doing is, is adding languages. Mm. So we just bought out Raft. We've got a bunch of Indian languages coming uh, by the end of this year. Um, so we're we're the intention is to be in every kind of major language that you that you can be. We launch Chinese soon. Uh, and then over half the world will be able to talk about a specific location in their own language, which is which is quite a good milestone. Um, 
so adding languages is is definitely one of the kind of technologies uh, kind of uh, technologies planned. Uh, voice has been really interesting um, and kind of building on different voice platforms. So we don't do the voice recognition of the words, but what we do is we help some of the partners that we work with. So we're working with Nuance, for example, who do a lot of um, uh, voice recognition. They're in a lot of uh, a lot of cars and they've got their own software as well. Um, but we did thousands of voice recordings of different words with different accents and, and in different tones and mm. different sexes and ages and uh, and dialects and all that sort of stuff um, to help train and educate that software to to understand what a three-word address is and how it might be said and how it might be said slightly differently. So voice is something big we're working on. We're also working on um, optical character recognition. Um, uh, so you can... Uh, we've we've built a, a kind of beta product for for businesses for for postal services uh, where you can nor- normally to uh, um, basically do character recognition of a of a package with an address on it mm-hmm. you need you know a kind of two meter high machine you know with uh, uh, massive kind of cameras and all that sort of stuff we've built it into an app uh, so now you can pass a, a letter underneath the camera on your app it will recognize the the slashes and the three-word address, and then it will tell you where you need to take it, or it will drop it into a um, into a delivery bucket. Um, tell you need to put it in, in bucket number one. So we're working on building that character rec- recognition into our into our main app as well. Um, uh, so yes, we're 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 moving forward with tech. Um, one of the main challenges that we that we have as a business is um, awareness. Yep. Um, so that's the whole B two B to C play. Uh, so we're doing a lot of work with Mercedes at the moment. Um, they're building us into their ads. They're building us into their campaigns. They've just updated their website and put a whole section on on what three words, um, because giving people, telling people not only about what three words, but also where they can use it and how they can use it and why it's useful. That's where you see people. That's where you see people go. Oh yeah, no, excellent. I can jump into my car and say it. That's that's really helpful. Um, so awareness is um, is a bit of a challenge. And then behavior change is a bit is a bit of a challenge as well uh, in certain markets because people go, no, I've got I've got street addresses. Or you know, how I, would I, you convince me as a consumer, <coughs> just ignoring any business link, yeah, to download the app and use it now? Tell you to meet him on a beach somewhere and see how you get on. <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> but but but, but that's it. I mean, you look yeah. you, you look like you you like a festival or two. Um, <laughs> you, uh, the game. Played the you game. played the game, um, but you say you know, you know, how easy is it to meet to meet people at, at, at a festival when you haven't got any uh, brain uh, cells? Uh, yeah, no, no, you haven't got any brain cells or Wi-Fi connection, which is you mm-hmm. know, similar. Um, yeah, how would you how would you do that? So it's, it's back to the you've got to try and find the um, need. the the need and the and the pain point. Yeah, uh, which might well be. Yeah, yeah, I'm into my I'm into my sports and um, uh, being used by running groups, for example. So we, what we try and do is is hero some of our users and uh, talk to uh, people who share those kind of passions. So we're being used by street artists, for example, uh, to tell each other kind of where they've put yeah, done their kind of street mm. art murals. Uh, and so we made a nice little film about this this company that does this these kind of street arts, and then you share that with people in that sort of community. Um, so whereas we are a B2B play, um, we are looking at how we can um, you know, 
uh, how can we stimulate download uh, of our own app? How can we stimulate use of our own app? How can we get people who use our app to tell other people about it? Just so we can understand the dynamic uh, around if you were just going to use what three words as an app, how, how does that work? Have you seen an increase in the amount of awareness since, cause if you're sat next to an A-class driver and they start speaking to their heads-up display, I guess that's a good advert for your service. So uh, are there certain activities that have brought you a lot more, more growth or public awareness? Uh, uh, PR is huge for us. Um, and PR around Mercedes integration or investment or the Mongolian uh, the Mongolian story. Uh, PR is massive, and so one of the things that we that we focused on very early as a company was 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 pushing PR. Um, we engaged a firm at vast expense. Well, they weren't. They were they very. Often, they, they, were, often they, are they were very reasonable, but for us, it, it was a, it was a significant amount of investment to do that, and we didn't get anything for maybe three or four months, and then we got a BBC article. And, and that was a cornerstone that we could build from because it gave you credibility and it gave you a, you know, if anybody searched for us on Google, that would come up pretty mm. quickly. Is, that it? Is it the credibility more than the actual uh, quantifiable clicks and links uh, you get from it? Right? You, both, actually. Right. Uh, credibility, massive. Uh, is that from a B2B perspective that the credibility is important more yep. than the B2C? Um, I, from both, maybe. a bit of both, but but certainly from um, from a B two B perspective. So we had a whole strategy around uh, PR, but uh, but PR for we avoided startup PR. Didn't want startup PR because. Um, what do you mean by that? Uh, we didn't want to be the next hot tech thing. Uh, we're a, we wanted to be a credible business that is making fundamental changes in the world. So we didn't go for. Uh, the tech crunches, that sort of stuff. Mm. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to do the BBC. We wanted the Financial Times. We wanted the Economist. I mean, we worked really, really hard. And we said no to a lot of. You really should talk to these guys. They're like, no, we're not a startup. This is not the the place we want to play. It's really busy, uh, highly skeptical. Um, you know, they'll they'll build you up and then drop you down again. So we we avoided all that. Um, uh, we also pushed quite hard on the humanitarian angle. Mm. Um, uh, we're we're a business with purpose. We want to do good. And, and we give our tech away free, or we have a nominal fee for, for aid and humanitarian, and we, we charge businesses for it. Um, it's also very relatable for people. They go, oh yeah, of course, Africa, they, yeah, they, no infrastructure, no addresses, I can see it. Hmm. Um, used favelas in Brazil. Uh, favelas well. in Brazil, we used them for favelas in Brazil, that was our first, our, our first story. Um, so we worked we work really, really hard to get that coverage, and then we've been, um, Working very hard to turn that coverage into kind of business impact. So yes, we you know subsequently we've been covered in the Economist as like this is a fundamental business driver, um, which I don't think we would have got if we'd gone through the kind of startup, hot, techy, buzzy, mm. shiny new object. Do you think PR is good for? I mean, your your company is obviously very PRable, um, but do you think it's an avenue that other di- different types of companies should pursue as well? Uh, yeah, for sure. If you, um, um, I mean, if you can, if you can define the vision and the kind of need that you fulfill and uh, why it's important and and pretty much every company out there should be able to do that and you can tell the story in the right way with with mm. a kind of human interest and a and you can t- say it in a powerful way then yeah PR is absolutely absolutely fantastic and then kind of alongside that so PR was kind of one angle and the other the other thing that we pushed was awards um, mm. uh, I'm, I'm a uh, Ad, ad person, so um, the Can Awards is one of the big advertising awards out there. 
and I noticed that they had a category that allowed us to enter our idea for, for the idea rather than for the communication around it, rather than the advertising around it. It was just about the idea. And so we, we, um, uh, we submitted it and I persuaded Chris to come down and uh, go down to Cannes and, and, and he was like, is this, uh, is this festival like uh, big? <laughs> and we arrive in Cannes and there's <laughs> 350,000 advertising people wandering around. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was an eye opener. Uh, and we won the Grand Prix there, which, um, uh, and it took, it took time and effort to, to put together a video case study and work out exactly what we we're trying to say. Um, it took time and effort to fly down there. Uh, but we won and we got in every single marketing magazine in the world yeah. the next day. Um, which, which, did you uh, pay to enter that award? You had to pay, yeah. You had to pay. Yeah, you had to pay. But there's, there's something um, of the what three words story that's a bit like the sequencing of the genome. I think the bit of information that I always end up sharing is that the world is made of 57 trillion three by three meter squares, which to unearth that fact alone seems highly shareable, which surprises me that people don't sort of stick at it more because I felt I felt equally excited and disappointed once I knew that. I kind of thought, well, that's that's planet Earth, <laughs> fifty-seven trillion Done. three by three meters squares. But it's it's I can't tell the amount of people that I've heard that from who've, who immediately as soon as you mention the company name, they that comes it. in, yeah. um, which also gives the the essence that you've ring fenced that territory as your own to then give these words to, which I think um, is why it's good that you you approached it from a kind of visionary, mature point of view. And actually, I think some of the other guests we've had have always behaved like a a big vision. So Oleg from Sweatcoin, I think he, yeah. he tried to avoid the startup buzz. And it was always about this bigger vision that he's continuously trying to deliver, not just a marketplace full of Sweatcoin purchasable um, rewards. Um, so I think there is something to be said, because I don't feel like SpaceX has ever felt like a sort of rope-a-dope startup. It's like, it it's always felt like this massive vision, even though at the times it's always had to start somewhere. I mean, we, um, we, um, we have a phrase. Uh, which is we're we're trying to make the world a better place, and we want to make it um, less frustrating. We want to make it more efficient, and we want to make it safer. Mm. Um, and we believe that addressing can do that, because yes, yeah, we can help you meet your friends, uh, which is the frustration. Yes, we can we can make your business much more efficient, and uh, you know if, by working with our our charity partners, you can you can actually improve lives and save lives. Um, and we had that kind of written on the wall. To go, actually, this 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 is it, and it was the last page in in all of our presentations everywhere, um, and that we p people join us because they can they can fundamentally make that sort of difference, and everybody in the company believes that, and our partners and our investors believe that 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 we can do that, um, and that that helps to elevate you out of some of the the kind of day to day and. Yeah, that just yeah makes it makes it easier to talk about the company and, and believe in it and work there. Mm. When um, when is the only addressing system? What three words? What's the time scale on there? <laughs> um, When's the world fundamentally changed? When will I never get lost again? I think that the um, I mean, the, the intention is not to replace. Sure. The, in, the intention is to to augment, but um, to be to be accepted as a global standard for addressing. Uh, within the next five years or so, would be would be a great thing. The system works beautifully on its own, right? Mm -hmm. If I wanted to meet you somewhere, I could tell you the three-word address and we'd meet, and that would be that would be perfect. It, of course, is much better when everybody else yeah. knows about it, and yeah. when you see 
I mean, we um, Handelsblatt, the big uh, German newspaper, has just decaled their three-word address on their headquarters. Uh, uh, I mean, they, so people are when when people are doing that, mm. and, and people see it, and they go, "Oh, that's a three-word address," mm-hmm. or they type slash 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 word 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 into a search bar, and it goes, "Oh, that's a three-word address." That's that's when we that's when we start to to get someone. That's the I mean, that's that's the intention. So, with a company like What Three Words, I think the thing we've always racked our brain about is who, from an investment perspective. What does an exit look like? Who buys you? Who knows how to pay the right value for something mm. that could be so so crucial? If, if Google and Amazon got into a uh, a bidding war over this real estate, this digital real estate, or we were speaking yesterday about um, geo ring fence, geo ring fencing, and drone companies. I mean, yeah. there's some hugely valuable use cases. So, without kind of unearthing any private discussions, but in terms of what what companies are particularly interested. Obviously, Mercedes are hugely interested, but I don't see them as being the biggest use case for your technology. Uh, use cases, um, yeah, phenomenal. And uh, we're talking to all of the companies that you m- might expect, everything from delivery companies to um, uh, ride-sharing, every map, mapping companies as well. So uh, we're, we're talking to everybody. I mean, Mercedes, for example, Part of the part of the group that bought here maps of Nokia, mm-hmm. um, so they've you know they've 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 they're, they're seriously into um, into mapping and location technology, um, which is which is why they're interested in us. I mean, there's a number of different ways that that the business can evolve. Um, uh, one of them is is an exit like that, and actually, you know, we're a geocoding service. So every time you go to a um, uh, an e-commerce site and you type in your postcode and it gives you that drop down that says which is your house mm. uh, that's a charge someone has to subscribe to that service um, it's a geocoding service um, every time you you turn address to kind of pin on a map there's a that's a charge um, so we're we're just part of that so the postcode address file path system for example in the in the UK spun off from the uh, Royal Mail and Post Office it's this kind of standalone service so um, uh, there is there is a precedent for the amount of money that someone will pay for for a good location data um, that that you can kind of put together a you know, a business plan for that globally. <laughs> I have a, but, well, another question about the location side of things, um, and, and it's obvious to me that you're empowering people to make a layer on top, a layer of abstraction on top of what you're you're offering. Um, but will we get fidelity in our understanding or meta tagging of certain squares um, as being Problematic or high crime rates, or can you treasure? Yeah, or, treasure, or, or, or yeah. mental reality. Like, do we do we start to understand, have a different relationship with with three by three meter squares on the planet and say that is definitively a parking spot? Well, or, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. People people can do all of that with our data. Um, so there's two there's two things that just uh, one is uh, we have a significant impact on uh, the cost of three meter by three meter real estate because it has an amazing three word address, uh, which would be an interesting flip of the system hmm. uh, so for example if you wanted to go to uh, jaguar.land.rover you would find it in um, northern Australia um, uh, dairy milk chocolate I think is Iowa and never stop exploring which I was desperate to be in Alaska is actually in Wigan which, <laughs> is, <laughs> which is I mean um, so there's 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 uh, um, uh, there's one angle there. I forgot your I forgot your earlier question. No, um, just because I guess you can start meta labeling. 
and, and if there was some coordination, yes. because you, unfortunately everything's in discrete buckets at the moment. One company goes, that's just where we deliver our post. One so they goes, will. So they will still do that, um, but there will be a consistent addressing system across all of those things. So whether it is tourism, or whether it's insurance, or whether it's medical, or whatever it is, there will just be a consistent addressing system. Um, Yes, it might be that everybody would aggregate all of that information into a single data source somewhere, but that wouldn't be something that we would hold. But sort of, so let's say if, if Google had an interest to plug in lots of metadata around certain three by three meter squares, and that that could be a particularly a hotspot of violence because a new uh, yes, that bar would, is open up. Or that would, I mean, that would, and people and companies and governments can 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 do that sort of mapping already, and they could do that around that. Um, your point around treasure, treasure, which I think you've made three times. The, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a pattern emerging here. Um, to launch the latest Tomb Raider game, yeah. um, uh, the games company actually hid uh, twenty thousand pounds worth of amazing gold dagger. Uh, somewhere in the UK. Did you have the three words? And it was uh, there was a three word uh, address which was hidden uh, in various riddles, and it was live streamed. It was streamed for like forty eight hours, and people were like, "Oh, I see an R. I see an R in the uh, in the back of that film there." Hold on, there's three three slashes have appeared on the wall. What does it What does it mean? So people were like throwing in addresses. Uh, then they finally worked out it was it was what three words, and you know usage on our map went through the roof as as all these gamers were trying to find this. I think that's the coolest thing I've heard. Yeah, yeah and can, can, thing have, um, can you have, because um, you're not using all the words, I don't think, or there's a surplus, there must be a surplus of words that you aren't using. And can There's you, a bunch of words that, that we're not using. Like, so you can bring in temporary. Uh, no, we don't, yeah, we don't do any temporary. Can't can't change. But even system. even if, uh, if, let's say, if um, a, a games company wanted to sponsor uh, or change a square just so they can get rid of it later, but it, it okay. Yeah, we can't we, we can't do that just because, yeah, the UN uh, or the Red Cross might go. What? Hold on, our system. What? You, so we it's um, they have to go and find three word addresses that might well be relevant for them, or they just go. Actually, this you know, this is this is how it works. A really interesting you, um, integration you have is with Black Tomato, which I say yeah. is interesting because they set people on these expeditions to go and get lost. But then I guess, with what three words are you ever truly lost anymore? So do we, do, yeah. how, what is the sense of adventure? Yeah, so you're sad. Yeah. The, um, are you sad? No, well, I think that the... Chris uh, will always know where you are and why you're not at work. <laughs> he, he always does. Um, <laughs> the, I'm sure that's built into Slack He's not hunting for treasure, he's hunting for employees. The, the um, uh, we, um, yeah, we are, we need to... We need to hire, but that's one of the other big challenges. Is all of our all of our people. guests need to hire? That's exciting. It's it's crazy trying to find the you know it takes a particular mindset to, to work at a mania. Uh, yeah, you need to you're all in. Um, uh, again, I've forgotten the word. This is great. We keep on zipping off about, into tangents. I, I'm talking about um, <laughs> uh, expeditions. Black tomato. Treasure. Black tomato. So the I guess the the point is is yeah your definition of lost and uh, and actually. Um, knowing exactly where you're going, uh, uh, exactly where you're going frees you up to explore. Um, it's when you're not entirely sure if you're going to go to the right place. That's when you kind of build in time to get there early, mm. and you go, "Well, I'm going to go the, you know, I'm going to go the direct route." Okay. Whereas if you go, "Look, I know, <laughs> I know exactly." So when I when I I was staying in Barcelona recently, Airbnb. Uh, I sent a note to the um, to the owner saying, "Can you tell me the three word address of the of the front door?" And she did in Spanish, wow. and and I got there. I, it, uh, absolutely fantastic because you 
you know, 11 o'clock at night wandering around the back streets of, yeah, uh, sure. uh, of Barcelona is not, is not the best place to be. So Are any of the, um, the big companies like that, the, the house sharing ones using it today? Yeah. So, um, Air Sorted is a kind of one of the management companies, um, several thousand properties, pretty big in the UK. Yes, yeah, London. everywhere. Right, so Air Sorted use us, and they mandate that every person that that um, uses them uh, puts the three-word address in because they go, it just it just reduces a huge amount of frustration so from everybody. B two B to C really works. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so they so they um, they actively push it. So um, and 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 every now and again, I mean, we we track everything. So every now and again, something will flag up, and they're like, "What three words has just been added to a TripAdvisor listing?" Or you know, you, you, it's it's great. It, it gave, um, does deliver an air of conscientiousness. So for your trip to Barcelona, the fact that they're willing to ensure that you got there efficiently, it, especially in the economies we're in where superior service is appreciated and makes a difference when you choosing another platform, mm. um, I think it does enhance your experience, your uh, safety. If and uh, uh, yeah, and if you're a, yeah, a small business and um, uh, or a hotel and someone can't find you, you either lose that business or you get a bad review. And again, you just won't, you won't, Use them again, uh, so it's 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 super important to to make things as as easy as possible. I have, I have a story, um, if you'll indulge me for a moment. So, my aunt and uncle, right? They got married when they were mid fifties, um, but they their first date was scheduled when they were in their mid twenties. This was in Cornwall before yeah. mobile phones, mm. and they agreed to meet on tra tra something heaven. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So my uncle went to one tr something headland. No, like, you know, everywhere in Cornwall is called Trapawit. Yeah. So my uncle went to one, my aunt went to the other, and so they never met. Well, they'd met, but they never met up. Yeah, yeah. And, and so they thought... They, and they, they, thought, they each thought the other stood them up. Exactly. Oh. oh. And wow. the, I can see the film now. They didn't meet for another 25 years. This would be a again. great piece of, of, of marketing for what yeah, yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 25 years later that she'd broken down and then he helped her and then they got it back on. Wow. So, yeah. so yeah, there is a, there's, there's a couple of things. That one, one is a uh, Hollywood film that never would have been if what three words had been uh, involved. And mobile phones, messaging. F fi finding Nemo. It's a very short movie with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with uh, three word addresses. Um, this is what you do at your Christmas parties. <laughs> our, well, we have a quiz master who is, uh, who, who, who's who one of our co-founders. So our Christmas quizzes are epic. But that's happened the, with Bond films. Every time you get, every time in the modern yeah. ones, he can get a mobile phone out to do something that a bit of espionage would have had to have done before. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was really brutal. So the, and we've just, um, so a couple of the kind of wedding type things. One was, um, Guy wanted to propose um, uh, at a particular spot with the tower bridge behind him, um, and he arranged exactly where he wanted the photographer to stand to capture that moment. Mm. And they'd never, he'd never actually met with the photographer. It was all done. The guy was flying in from the US, got down on one knee. The photographer was sitting there at his three-word address and went, took the photo. Um, and we've just had our first uh, three-word address tattoos. Uh, so a, a couple of uh, a couple got married, uh, and they married at a particularly poignant kind of three-word address for them, and uh, and they they both had it tattooed. Was it the words that were poignant or yeah. the location? They're both because they got married there, but the but the but the they the, the words were the words were beautiful. So they they that's tattooed it. Them. I mean, sometimes location doesn't truly really come alive unless there's a memory associated with it. So more yeah. people need to spend more time because at a festival. I don't have any memories other than just Glastonbury and maybe where my tent was. But if, if, if I can remember, that's not a reflection of my time at Glastonbury. <laughs> but, but if you if you can remember where you guys hung out and had some 
you know, like we're, we're yeah, yeah. just partying, it was loads of fun. You you can go back to that point now, and and so one of the one of the other things we did, and we did it for a bit of fun. It's uh, it's a three word photo app. Uh, I remember, yeah. So we've we've brought out this little photo app, and it drops in the three word address of, of specifically where that photo was taken, and you can move it around and and that that sort of stuff. And and we did it as a bit of fun, but actually what we're seeing is is people are using it for memories, uh, and they're using it to report water main spillages and they're using it You're to report me. like those bikes you know those uh, yeah, yeah. bikes that get abandoned pe- pe- people are taking pictures of abandoned bicycles and shopping carts wow. and going hey uh, at, at Thames Water there's a there's a thing broken and they go can you send us the uh, the postcode or can you describe the <laughs> so it's just by that guys can you just use a three word address that's <laughs> a really good use case because I remember yeah. the app coming out and I thought it was it was sort of fun to to use but I thought you guys yeah. were just, just having a bit of a mess around we, with the we were, having a bit, we were having a bit of a mess around and, and again we see people like Airbnb are taking photos Airbnb are taking photos of their of their front doors with a three word address on it and they put that in their, their gallery so that gives you a different a different angle that you're generating um, line of sight data and, and that data is your own because you're you can start to build up a um, uh, visuals no they, we don't collect the data we don't collect the photos okay that's just that's just on the uh, on the device on the person's handset, so we don't collect those. That is quite in- interesting for incident reporting. In yeah. fact, highly yeah, effective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. neighbourhood watch mobilised. There you go. Well, so we're, more and more we're being um, used by the police uh, in the UK, and we're, we're having a number of different conversations. And and um, uh, there was a fire recently um, put out. Uh, the fire in the middle of a field um, in Bedfordshire, I think it was, uh, and and they tweeted yeah we just member of public just found out gave us a three-word address of the fire we found it and put it out which which is which is yeah good that's really good yeah highly yeah. um i had a question from your your marketing background um you've had a number of challenges here um has marketing the, the proposition to investors on an ongoing basis been easier than to the consumers in the b2b market so is it easy to sell investors on this idea of this this big vision more so than it is to get the Joe average in the street or have you faced challenges there and, and I think our, our audiences are as ever you've got to you've got to pick the investors and go for the investors that kind of buy into the uh, buy into the vision it's the same as as the businesses that are buying us and the consumers that are buying us it's the it's it's generally the ambitious innovators the early adopters who go this is this is great and I can see where it can go and I'm going to support it by doing this um, uh, and so some investors are, are right on board with that and they and they see it and they and they're all in and others um, maybe less so. They look at the, you know, they look at the the, the scale of the challenge and the uh, and the revenue projections and the amount of work that needs to get done to to make this a global standard. And they go, this is this is not for us. Um, but what we what we've had more recently is kind of investment from people like Deutsche Bahn and, and Mercedes Benz and a very large uh, logistics company called Aramex based in the Middle East and and India. Um, and they go, yeah, we're going to invest and we're going to use it too because it makes our lives so much easier. So as soon as you get strategic investment like that, then um, uh, then then you you're answering to kind of slightly different metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to ask whether even in the future you envisage being able to postcode interplanetary stuff like the moon will there be lunar three words I realise that that's a ridiculous question though. of course because there's no GPS at the moment but it doesn't mean that without well we don't have enough words I think given how big I'm told space is not space <laughs> the moon's the moon's small so if yeah if and there's only one a... side there's only one side of it I mean you, you don't want to be on the hot side or the cold side really but I assume the cold side's better 
So it could be a PR or marketing stunt to label a, a region. Well, people buy plots of land on the moon, don't they? Absolutely. You can get your he- prime it's hectare it's of a, moon cheese. Yeah, it's like it's a, yeah, kind of spin-off company to do what three words Mars and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a GPS and coordinate because why requirement? Yeah. So as soon as as soon as that pop is kind of popped in place, then then we're then we're all good to go. Mm. Cool. Um, I think we're we're drawing near to the time when we're going to get kicked out. Um, so yep. do you want to go through the, the, the quick fire? Yes, the wrap up? absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to try and press you for some nuggets of your own knowledge. So yeah. mm, normally starts with a particular book, be it personal um, or business orientated that you found exceptionally useful. Uh, so um, Crossing the Chasm is uh, a really interesting book. I don't know if you're no. aware of the, of the construct, but... Uh, basically, bell curve. Um, all the, when you come up with a new product, um, something interesting and innovative, uh, you get lots of early adopters who come in and they go, "Yeah, this is fantastic." Then there is a massive chasm between that and the mainstream. And um, uh, Jeffrey Moore wrote a book called "Crossing the Chasm," which is about how you move from, "Okay, I've got loads and loads of early adopters," into now we're mainstream. And just strategies around how you how you do that. So is I it found a marketing that, problem that you focused on? Uh, marketing is is certainly a, a part of it, um, a, a very big part of it. And and actually, um, <laughs> the reason why it's very close to my mind is because we we recently had a session with him. Um, cool. Uh, we had a Skype session with him, and he kind of talked us through the various different models, and we workshopped um, uh, a lot of the techniques that he's that that he uh, uh, that he's put together. Um, a lot of the stuff we you, we were kind of do, like mm. doing by uh, uh, not accident, but you, you kind sort of, of know, you're, like, yeah. you're like wow, yeah, okay, yeah, that feels right. But a lot of it was like ah, oh, okay, yeah, we really should double down there, and we should really cut this. Um, so that was super interesting. It's a it, it's an interesting book. Um, was it better taught by him having a session with him? Yeah, book, for clearly. sure. Right, yeah, so yeah, going yeah, to the yeah. source of the book is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, to just get it explained. Um, but, I mean, it was written in the 90s, so it's uh, it's old, but the uh, it, it, still, it still stands. Mm. Um, and do, do you spend some time for some sort of other reading, philosophy, uh, f- fiction, science fiction? Because we sometimes find that people with big vision companies like to dip into their uh, say, otherworldly stuff. Uh, I'm a... Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh Ian Banks and those that sort of stuff but uh I, I don't read nearly enough um uh we we have a book club uh at the uh we have a slack channel which is the book club slack channel mm. uh where people share uh the books they read and, and and certainly in the business we've got lots and lots of avid readers and we you just kind of pick up stuff and um cut a snippet out and circulate it so and and, and the, the the marketing department we've got a marketing department now 25 people so 25 of the 80 80 people are, are marketing people and um uh, you know kind of created brain food channel where people are just posting up interesting interesting thought stimulating things that maybe we can take and apply well that's another question to to bring into this part of the discussion is you cycled over here and you, you look like you keep healthy and active and, and mm-hmm. fit so um on to deal with the, the pressure of what three words and I have seen it from the outside so I know that there is an extraordinary amount of pressure within that environment mm-hmm. to deliver a very big vision um, how, how do you get that life work balance um, I think um, I, I did a session way back at, at Ogilvy which is around uh, kind of understanding your non-negotiables and how 
meeting friends, doing some exercise, going for a walk, taking a break, listening to music, uh, can kind of fundamentally reset the kind of patterns of your brain and take you out of a cycle, a kind of downward spiral of, it, you know, the, the pressure's just mounted a little bit too much, I have another coffee and then actually I'm, I'll have a burger instead and, and you, you know, and another drink, and you kind of spin down. And uh, if you kind of work out what your non-negotiables are that can help you reset that, um, it's uh, it's really strong and it, and, and it helps you pull out of that spiral. So um, yeah, I, um, I I make time to um, to exercise every week mm. uh, with, without fail because it just makes you um, more alert, uh, better able to cope with the stress. Um, uh, and and there have been so many studies to to prove that exercise really 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 helps. Um, and we've we're, we're pretty kind of flexible working. Yeah. Um, we're always connected mm. uh, in the office, but you can take time for for your families and for your holidays and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's um, I, and we have uh, you know the the team go to spin class together. We have a yoga on a uh, on a Tuesday night, uh, kind of partly subsidised, but everybody pays to do it. We have a chess club. We have a a football social club. So we're we're always doing kind of doing stuff together, and that and that helps. Um, and then we had another question, which I think is quite important for you, is a prediction for the future. Um, if you want to intertwine it with something you see that what three words will drive, then so much the better. I mean, from a um, from a what three words perspective, um, global standard adopted by a country, um, kind of fundamentally, legally, birth, death, marriages, mm. uh, uh, with a with a, but the first birth certificate with a three word address on it would be. Uh, be it would be pretty good and i guess with your um presence in the b2b delivery space b2b deliveries within three meters of, of accuracy um anywhere on the planet by voice and a drone ordered via facebook messenger that's the kind of vision because it already knows what you want to buy <laughs> so it's already ordered it for you yeah well uh, according to the amazon uh, the amazon stuff from yesterday yeah yeah <laughs> And the last thing we like to ask, because I think it's highly important and you've already flagged up maybe a, a need for it, is if there's anything our listeners can do to help you on um, the What Three Words mission. Mm. Um, normally it's people looking to hire, which you said you are. But if there's anything else they can do, um, what would that uh, be? I always, always ask for a three-word address. Always give a three-word address and always ask for a three-word address. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thanks, guys. Great, Great fun. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed this or any of our other conversations, we'd love to get your feedback. Our Twitter handle is at the Startup Mike, M-I-C, or get us an email, audioed at startupmicrodose.com. If you're feeling particularly generous of spirit, a review on iTunes would go a long way to ensuring that we can continue to bring you these conversations. Finally, this recording could not have happened without the support of Founders Factory backed Entail. Their podcasting software and studio in the Daily Mail building, London, are as ever the unassuming stars of our show. Check out entail.co. And thank you for listening.